I am very frustrated with coworkers who never take classes. They won't even sign up for free stuff. Then they wonder why they aren't busy and getting referrals. Wow. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Well, Kelsey, I think that maybe we can possibly quite start saying that we are making it to the big times only because our our listeners, we have listeners, we have consistent uh, listeners, and they're now DMing us questions and topic proposals. And I know so, it's so cool. I know. I absolutely love it. So if anybody listening, if you are like, man, I wish they would touch on this or what are their thoughts on that? Send us a DM because we love it. Um, if you haven't heard before, we usually hop on here and we figure out a topic in the moment because we are messy like that. And it's been working mm-hmm. out so far. But this one question came in and I just love this because it takes a little spicy turn, this question as well. So let me go ahead. This is We're going to keep this anonymous because we want all of our listeners to be able to, to send us all of their spicy questions, um, embarrassing questions, whatever it is, and and be anonymous. So Question is, starts out pretty normal. How much should stylists be budgeting for in-person education or online education yearly? Great question, right? Yeah. But she goes on to say, I am very frustrated with coworkers who never take classes. They won't even sign up for free stuff. Then they wonder why they aren't busy and getting referrals. Wow. Yes. I love that. I love that question. I love this topic. I am so here for this. I cannot wait to see where it goes. Yes. I love this topic for a few different reasons. So we started to chat about it a little bit before and you were like, well, let's talk about it. And you're like, how much, what do I think? What you were asking me, what um, do I spend uh, budget for yearly education? And I didn't answer yet because this is my answer. This is where the messy hairstylist in me really comes out. I don't set a budget on education Mm. for myself a year. Um, But I always, always invest quite a bit in education every single year. So I don't put a minimum on it because I will always far exceed it. But I also don't put a maximum on it because uh, if, if it's something I need and I think that this education or this coach or whoever it may be is going to bring me the results that I want and help me, then I'm going to invest that money into it. Do you have a set yeah. budget? No, I actually I didn't think am so. so. I'm so glad you said that. I was like, if yeah. Abby comes out and she's like, <laughs> okay, well, you need to be setting aside exactly $3,000 a year for education. I was going to be like, here we go again. <laughs> I'm no, like, <laughs> I don't have a shopping problem. I have an education problem. That's my problem. Which like, I love. You know, that's my problem. I actually, to be totally honest, I don't know if it's like bad taste to say this, but I'm going to say it because I, I think that people should know, like I just invested in the most expensive thing ever for education for myself, not as doing like technical stuff, but to help me as an educator and all this stuff. And, um, it, I, it was $15,000. Oh, $15,000. You pulled the trigger. We talked about this. We did. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. And you pulled the trigger. I know. And because I did my research and I, I, this, this program, these people coaching me will be getting me 
helping me get the results that I want. But anyway, yeah. so well, what's, what's, which is, what's interesting. Okay. Well, I got to say this though, okay. you know, so when everybody hears the word $15,000 and when Abby told me she was thinking about spending that on the education, I was like, well, do you think it's worth it? Mm-hmm. You and you were like, you were like, well, yeah. And I said, explain to me why, why is it worth it? And it, you know, if you can justify the worth behind the education, I think it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously not everybody can spend that much on, on something, but you can obviously work towards it. Yeah. So well, I think it's. And also what I look at is, can I make that money back quickly with what, right. with what this program or education or whatever is going to teach me And the answer is a no brainer. Yes. So there we go. But okay, so let's get into to this anonymous um, listener question about how much do we think we should budget? We'll get into that a little bit more, but I really want to get into like, it's so frustrating with coworkers who never take classes and they wonder why they aren't busy in getting referrals. So first, before we even like mention, talk about why should we be taking classes and why is it important? Things like that. Let's talk about, does she need to even concern herself with her coworkers taking classes? Well, here's the thing. Okay. I have something to say about that. And Mm -hmm. I've run into this situation in other salons I've worked for. There, there is sometimes a certain stylist who may not be as technically sound as the rest of you. And they give the salon a bad name for lack of Mm, terms. Good point. You get like social media bashing, bad Google reviews, um, you know, we literally just had this happen um, at a sister salon and I, they were just getting absolutely destroyed on social media on like a mom's group. And it was sad Oof, because I know so harshest. many, of, yes, I know so many great stylists who work in the salon, but now the salon as a whole is getting poor reviews because of one stylist. So yeah, like it doesn't affect you maybe directly in the moment that the other stylist isn't doing what they mm-hmm. should but it could affect you long-term because of the Oh my God, invitation. that's such a great point. So is that salon that's getting um, dragged through the mud? Is that a commission or a rental salon? It was a commission salon. Commission, but it doesn't even matter because right. like I, you know, we both own uh, rental salons and um, it's still a brand. Your salon's a brand and it's, it is. And, and clients don't always really know or care to know whether it's commission or rental. No, no. It's and I've seen it in booth rental situations, you mm-hmm. know, where it, they, they run their own business. It's not a suite. It's not a suite. Gosh, you can see it in suites now that I think about it, but you know, like in my salon, it's six chairs, but we're all in the same space. We all run our own businesses as booth rental. But if someone comes in and has a bad experience with one stylist, they're not going to, they can't come for just the stylist. You know, mm-hmm. when they leave a review, it's for the whole salon. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. I have seen that with um, salon suites. Like I've seen yes. clients coming into our salon and be like, oh, I was going to a stylist at the XYZ salon suite. And um, I just, I just, I've had a bad experience there. So yes, uh, we, <laughs> what's going on? I have no lights? idea what just happened. <laughs> you have a ghost? Her lights just flickered. First of all, she has one weird bright light across her face. Like it's an orb or something. Yeah. This is the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. And then her lights just went out. I mean, the weirdest part was the lights just went out just in my bedroom. Just in my bedroom. The power, everything went out. And then the living room was still lit up. I was like, 
What? Because uh, we we started before we started recording. We're like, we're recording at 9 p.m. at night just because of mom life. And we're like, this is a totally different follow up to hair styles after dark. This is nothing. There's no rose all day involved with this one. That's for sure. You can only see us right now. We're both in our, (laughs) I've got my Ohio State pajamas on right now. She's in bed. I'm literally in my bed with an orb light in my middle of my face, propped up on my pillows with my mic is clipped to the bedpost. Like this is this is what we're doing. You're in your pajamas. Are those pajamas? <laughs> no, I I no, I'm not going to tell you what I I'm just annoying. No. I worked out right before this. So Wow. Oh I know. God. I know. Okay, but anyways. I, okay, so now let's, let's go back to this should she even be concerning herself with if her coworkers are taking education or not? So here's my take on it. My take is yes. She should just like you, but for different reasons. I love Mm -hmm. that point that you made. So I love that. So my first thought is if I am surrounded by other stylists in the salon who just show up, don't want to try anything new, never take a class, complain that they're not getting busy. Oh my God, that will suck the life out of me and my career. Right. Yep. So, absolutely. So, yeah, I get that, that that's hard. Like I know that the stylist likes where she's at, but like that is going to take a toll on you after time. Like, especially yep. she is someone who does take continuing education is constantly working on herself and it works. And then to be surrounded by people who are complaining that they're not getting referrals and not get not busy, but they refuse to even take a free class. Like mm-hmm. she said, that would drive me nuts. Right. Yeah, me too. There's something to be said about surrounding yourself with people who are better than you Mm -hmm. because it makes you want to push yourself harder, be better. You learn from them. Um, I think when you have people who aren't, who are, I don't want to say beneath you, but maybe aren't putting in the time and effort and the work that you are, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to stay motivated. Hard. Cause then you're actually like, she's probably, her energy is probably going to trying to motivate them yeah, you know, in her environment, and then that takes away from her. From her well, own and let's style. be honest; it's it's pretty easy to get complacent. So if it everybody is. around you is like slacking and they're just like yes. getting through, you can you just kind of like fall into it, not purposely. But yes. if your environment is lacking and people around you aren't really like trying that hard, I feel like it's really easy to kind of fall into that. And then if you're trying to like level up your business behind the chair, get better clients, and do elevated services it might feel like, what's the point? No one cares about that here. Do people even care? It it would just put a lot of self-doubt in your head. So I do think that it is important for your coworkers to, like what you were saying, there's the saying of always try to put yourself in the room where you're the dumbest person in the room Mm -hmm. so that you're always going to like learn from others and be pushed from others and things like that. So so there's two um, things I want to get into here with this. One, if you are a stylist like this, that either maybe you work alone in a salon suite, so you don't have anybody else to motivate yourself but you, or you're like her, where you're working with people who won't get educated, what is something that those stylists can do that's going to help them stay motivated and um, continue to get their education, and actually have it help them grow their careers? Like, what do you think? If that were you, if you were this person surrounded by people who weren't, besides, it's not so easy to just go work at a new salon. Well, we're right. not going to say that and because I that's annoying to be like, oh, go work at a new salon. Just find somewhere else annoying. to work. No. no. And it's no. too easy to say, well, then just continue to take classes. Yes. 
I think that is super important that mm -hmm. the way to stay motivated and educate is to in education. Like I want to think outside the box though. Yes. Like what are some other things that we can do to, and you know, the first thing that came into my mind, which is probably maybe the dumbest thing ever. And I don't know why it came to my mind. Mm -hmm. You're going to think this is so weird. Okay. Journaling. Okay. All okay. right. I don't think it's weird. Let's okay. go with it. All I just right. like had this thought, like, like how, you know, important it is to like, I don't know. It sounds so cliche. I can't believe I'm saying these words are coming up, but like express yourself into. So I like to write things down. I think we've talked about this. I'm a writer. I am a visual person. I think a lot of us are by nature as artists that we like to write things down and see them. Maybe it would be beneficial to those who are feeling unmotivated to almost put together, you know, write down their thoughts and feelings of the day, but then put down a plan for the following week. So yes. to keep the motivation going and kind of set your set your expectations for yourself and stop worrying about everybody else. Yeah, and that's hard to do because because it's like you have to. And I've been in situations like that where it's like in, when I've worked at other places and stuff where I felt I have felt like hurt. And so you have to constantly you you have to consciously put yourself in a bubble and like not mm -hmm. like th think about it. Like don't let someone else's like negative energy complaining about their books aren't full seep into your bubble. Like you got to keep it out and just focus on you. So what I would do if I were this person is I would be seeking out a community somewhere else. And oh, that's, yes. And, and nowadays it's so great. Like she, she could DM me and talk to us and now we're doing this podcast exactly. about it. So exactly. there's that, there's that right yes. there. Um, You could be in different, there's, you know, Facebook groups, there's um, different education communities that you can mm -hmm. be part of that have meetups. There are, I think that I, what I have loved seeing over the last five years or so is m even myself making friends in with other hairstylists and salon owners in completely different communities, these little pockets. And so I just always feel connected with people who are like-minded to me. And Absolutely. And once you do huge. that, yeah, once you start doing that, you realize that so many people are in similar situations. Yes. Yes. So it's happening everywhere in so yes. many salons all, all over the place. And you don't feel as isolated. I think it's easier then to kind of like bounce ideas and, and get motivation from each other. Um, yeah. how, how do you feel about the idea of trying to bring in your other stylist, like if you're feeling super motivated about something and you're excited about something to so like pitch it to the other stylist, um, maybe not necessarily in education, doesn't have to be anything crazy like that. But even if it's like, um, like a social media contest or something to kind of get them like thinking outside the box. Do you have any thoughts on that? I love that. Like I am that annoying coworker that if I'm pumped about something, trying something new with my marketing behind the chair, whatever it is, a technique, a formula, I won't shut up about it. Like Same. I'm excited. So I come into the salon talking about that. Is everyone receptive and care about it? And do I annoy them? Probably. Maybe. But let that annoy them because- Let, let them have it. Yeah, It's who working cares? for me and I'm excited. And if it motivates someone else and someone else wants to do it with me, then- that's great. Actually, one of the things that we're going to do in my salon here coming up soon is I have a couple of stylists who are building. And so I said, would you guys want to do just like a social media? Um, I don't want to call it a challenge, but I, for lack of a better word, where we just for two weeks, we post 
And we, we, we are all, all, all are going to post on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday together. And we can hold each other accountable and just cheer each other on. And they're like, yeah, let's do that. So that's so fun. That's great. Yeah. You just gave me an idea. Just sparkling. Well, I mean, what's the mind. worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. And maybe they won't want to do it, but maybe if you, you start doing it. So what this says to me is if you're a stylist that's in that position where like nobody is wanting to partake in these kinds of things, maybe it's because you're the leader and you don't know it. Yeah. Oh, I love that thought process. Mm-hmm. That is and it's hard to be the leader. Process. It's hard to be the leader. They say it's yeah. lonely at the top and it is. It is. It is. It is. And maybe you're not like feeling like you're ready to take on that challenge. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at it in many different ways where you can take on the challenge to try to lead the group mm-hmm. the best that you can. And if you don't really have the capacity for that, then that's okay too. You're just well, and a leader, leader isn't just like a leader where you're actually like uh, managing, delegating, whatever, coaching people. That's not always what a leader is. Like you could just be a thought leader. You could be that person that just brings exactly. in the cool I- the ideas yeah. and the thoughts and and are doing and the cool things that people look up to that find it really neat. Like yeah. don't. It doesn't mean that since everybody else isn't doing what you're doing that you can't. Right. So okay. So the last part that I want wanted to get into with this topic is. Is it important to be taking new education every single year? Oh, gosh, yes. Yes. That is, to me, like the most valuable, important thing for Mm -hmm. our career is Mm -hmm. to educate constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And I think one of the things when I was younger in my career and some of the more seasoned stylists around me, they would just be like, oh, I've already learned that. We've already taken a class like that. And they just, well, Candy Shaw has the saying like, um, when you're green, you grow. And when you're, when you're are ripe, you rot. And that's such a great saying because, okay, you already took it. So you're an expert at life of doing hair. Like you, you can't yeah. learn anything new. <laughs> like, I think it's important to, for me, I want to take at least one solid investment type class a year. Yeah. Whether that's technical or business related. Yes. You know, when you were talking, it made me think about how many times have we watched the same balayage class or taken the same French cutting class? And tell me, every single time you do one of those classes, you don't walk away with something new. Totally. A thousand percent. So even when... I watch somebody else teach balayage. Like if I were to watch you teach it, one of our other, you know, Mm -hmm. educators, I would be learning something new. But for sure, every single time that I watch Candy teach this same curriculum at different hair shows, I learn something new every single time. And um, this February, I went and took French cutting for the third time. And I've also helped her you know, I was in the classroom with her when she would taught it two other times. So I've kind of been around it like for five, five different classes. And she said to me, she was like, what, what are you doing here? What else do you have to learn? I've taught you everything I know. And I'm like, Candy, no, like, seriously, I'm just scratching the surface. Like I take away, even if I take away that tiniest little nugget, that was that aha, it's so worth it. And is it going to completely transform my haircuts? No, it's going to make them a little better, but it's going to transform my passion. Yes, my your mentality. Exactly. Yes. 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 And so, it's amazing what one small tweak to not only your haircut, but to your mentality will do for the overall look. Huge, huge. And you have to be open to it, mm-hmm. right? 
You have right. to be open to want to learn something new. Like I've even gone and take a very low end um, uh, balayage and foil class from another educator in the area. It was last year and I didn't learn. I just, it was interesting to see how someone else does it. Yeah. And, and here's great the thing, results, you know, and what if, what if you see someone else do something and you realize you don't like the way they do it, that there is a learning experience. Yes. I can't tell you and how not many extension classes, way, not, not in a bashing, in a bashing way, way. It's just not the way it works confident. for you. Yes. In a confidence yes. building way. Yes. Yeah. I've taken so many extension classes to find the method like that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. And I invested a lot of money into it for a year. And people are like, well, you've already taken an extension. You already know how to do these extensions. Why are you? It's like, because there's everybody does something a little bit different. And you can take bits and pieces from everything that other people do, little pieces from either education, their curriculum and use it in your own way. And so, then you make it your own and you that's make what makes own. you really stand out so that you are filling your books and that you are getting referrals. Like that's how it happens. That's exactly yeah. how it happens. I have to share this one thing here that in this very high investment uh, program that I'm taking, they, sh- they shared and it has nothing to do with hairstylists, but I was like, wow, this really speaks to hairstylists. So um, we're talking about whether maybe we'll do this as another episode because I think this is really really interesting for whether you have high price clients, low price clients, mm-hmm. you want to raise your prices, you want to raise your value. Such a oh, I'm like so pumped about this. But one of the things that they talked about in this program is that if you have a low price and a low value, you're probably somebody who hasn't gone and taken education. Your prices mm-hmm. are probably lower. Mm-hmm. You're not giving a lot of value, right? So you're not taking that education. You are now considered a commodity. A commodity is like bananas and gas. All right. So the note that I took is nobody appreciates when you're a commodity. So if you're commodity hairstyles, nobody appreciates the value, like let's say of gas. So if the prices of gas go up, people get annoyed because they don't see the value in it. They only see the price. And I, 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 directly correlated that to low price, low value hairstylists, right? Oh, they're the ones so brilliant. They're the ones who go to raise their prices and their their entire clientele throw a fit. And it's because you've positioned positioned yourself as a commodity. So I'm going to stop on that topic because I think we need to make that a whole episode about high price, high value, yeah. low price, low value, right? Oh, but I love it. Yes. Like you're a commodity. So I want to make that another episode in the future. So let's let's wrap this up about investing in education and um, whether we should be concerned with our coworkers. Well, one, I think we both agree that investing in education is the most important thing you can do. Yes. I think the second thing we agree on is yes, although you should be concerned about what other stylists are doing only because it can give you a negative reputation and suck the life and energy out of you. Since you can't control those other stylists, the only thing that you can do is to try to stay motivated yourself and to reach out to other communities and to find methods outside of your salon to keep yourself engaged at the chair. And the other thing we all agree on here is that um, you don't want to be a commodity hairstylist. No, no. Ooh, <laughs> and that will be not our next episode because we have a special one coming up for our next one, but maybe after that, that's what we're going to talk about. So stay tuned for how to not be a commodity hairstylist. Boom.